So this is my Vox Pop. I start by talking to Bridget about a behavioural intervention around safe wards. I then talk very quickly with Daniel and looking at a behaviour change around smoking. And then I talk with Liz and we talk about motivational interviewing and how motivational interviewing in the end has a behavioural intervention. I hope you like my Vox Pop. Let me know. I'm Bridget Hamilton and I'm going to talk about an example of a behavioural intervention for nurses and for nursing practice. Nursing is quite a functional kind of discipline. People do things at particular times so it is quite behaviour oriented and when you want people to change the way they think sometimes the best thing to do is to change what they do which changes the way they think. It's a behavioural principle isn't it? So I've been involved in safe wards for a few years in Victoria and I'm going to talk about the intervention of positive words as a behavioural intervention for nursing practice to change nursing practice and what positive words is I'll read it from here safe words encourages staff to focus on consumer strengths this is important during nursing handover which aims to set an optimistic start to every shift in practice it means that nurses are instructed to say one positive thing about every patient either an achievement or a positive reframe of something that's happened for every patient every handover a handover goes for less than 30 minutes and people get talked about for less than a minute each. So a statement about a person, um, something good about them, is it's just this tiny little behavioural intervention. And nurses, some nurses do it in a very sort of thoughtful, you could say in a more cognitive changed way. They think differently about patients and therefore they speak about them. But a lot of nurses just come into handover and they'll say, such and such looked to be getting along really well with such and such else in the ward this morning over breakfast because it's just something they observed. And so it is, it's literally an impulse that they're, you know, fulfilling that requirement, just saying something positive. Um, the impact of it is quite significant for changing the tone overall in handover. You could say that a 30-minute handover therefore has maybe 10 minutes with a really explicit positive tone, and that isn't particularly normal in handover. Handover is a place where people cut to the chase and they say the things that need to be said about a person, often problem saturated things, and also things that need to be done. So, you know, that's a really different behaviour for a group of people to engage in. And it does really change kind of the the interpersonal tone and everybody's understanding about every single one of those patients as a result of that. So a whole lot of different thoughts and emotions flow from that one very concrete action and so there you go that's my idea of a you know something that's behavioral that has all of the sequela or the impact that you expect in a good behavioral intervention so bridget's intervention um regarding a behavior change is that the reward itself is actually a better working environment so that's one way of understanding that you could in in your own vox pop really unpack that a bit and look at the schedule of reinforcement to see if that is in fact an effective behaviour intervention. Now we're going to listen to Daniel and look at this idea of stopping smoking. And as we listen to that, think about how it is a behavioural intervention. Uh, I'm Daniel Pintado and an example of a behavioural intervention that might be perceived as ineffective is the policy to prohibit smoking on hospital grounds. In the case of mental health consumers who smoke, this policy might be experienced as draconian or as failing to take into consideration the significance this ritual has as a stress reliever for them. 
And from a humane perspective, I'd agree that taking away a coping strategy from a distressed person is a pretty abrupt measure. But I also think that if you zoom out and consider the effects this no smoking policy will have on consumers' health 50 to 100 years from now, the benefits might become clearer, at least in terms of physical health outcomes. And so that was really interesting because we're looking at the intervention being stopping smoking and hoping that by doing that, there'll be a behaviour change following that. Okay, now we talk to Liz and she starts with talking about motivational interviewing and how we don't punish people for not achieving a behaviour change. So not punishing, but rewarding change. Okay, let's listen to that. Hi, I'm Liz. I'm a mental health nurse and just talking about behaviour change in practice. Um, I guess when you're thinking about behaviour changes, things such as motivational interviewing um, are useful techniques to use for changing behaviours. And I think what's really important is just really about understanding the the key elements of motivational interviewing and changing behaviours for consumers and talking to consumers about behaviour change. Now, you can use motivational interviewing with people who may be experiencing physical health issues, such as when we're monitoring for metabolic monitoring, or we can be working with people who perhaps want to change behaviours around illicit substance use and alcohol. But whichever we use, I guess the most important thing is to really think about um, the principles of motivational interviewing. So that is about really understanding where the consumer's at are they ready for change Um, and really working with the consumer when they say yes they are ready for change but then for whatever reason may relapse and things that come into mind in practice are things when we're talking about diet when we're talking about blood pressure um, and these are all the parameters around our metabolic monitoring um, where consumers say yes I do want to change I want to make a difference to that and I want to monitor what I eat and I want to watch uh, my blood pressure I want to do some more exercise but then for whatever reason things like a motivation um, may make it a bit more difficult for people to do um, and so they may relapse and I guess what's really important is that we listen and reflectively listen to the consumer and we roll with the resistance and we roll with the, the, the relapse um, and so our aim really is to ensure that the consumer understands where they're at and where we're at with them and that we're not actually judging um, any relapses or change in behaviour. Um, when change in behaviour is going well and you can see changes, so changes in the way the person is, um, you know, either with their food or how they may be exercising a bit more, I guess it's that encouragement. Um, when people may not have used for one day out of the seven days, it's about really promoting that, that sense of encouragement to say, how well they've done Um, you know doing that for one day out of the seven is fantastic so that sort of positive reinforcement really helps in changing behaviors Um, and I guess that's the thing that we continually do in practice is that we try and just give that positive feedback so that then consumers feel like oh you know I haven't failed at this that I I can do this Um, and I guess there's those big rewards that we we often will do with consumers that we're working with particularly long-term Um, consumers who may be in residential care or community care units where they've done things for over a period of time and then then we sort of what we do is we we celebrate the successes and that's really important about celebrating those successes they may be small but they're important to celebrate Um, and so people feel like oh great you know you're making a really big deal about this so it must be really important I'm doing really well and that encouragement um, really pushes up to go further. So that's my vox pop As you can tell, I've done it on my mobile phone and I've just stitched it together. I look forward to hearing your Vox Pops on your workgroup site. Cheers.